Trey, how are you doing? Hey, what's up, man? Doing great. Uh, I have a angry baby in here. He, oh, no. uh, he has a spoon. No telling what he's going to do with that. Uh-oh. Uh, he's looking at me like, yo, what are you doing? Is he going to so, eat some chocolate pudding? He doesn't know what chocolate pudding is. You're, you're, wait, what? Yeah, we try our hardest to not give our children, our child, sugar. Good luck with that, bro. We've been, he's two years old and he doesn't know what uh, a cupcake is. You know what, man? That's probably a good thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, not, grandma and everybody else is going to stop us at some point, but it's what it is. So my my wife's diabetic, so it's uh, important for us to make sure he's controlling his sugar and also us. So I'm familiar with the diabetes. My, it runs in my family. Yeah. So, you know, it's what it is. Um, so anything good happened to you this week? Oh yeah, man. Um, I was able to, um, well, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Mo- Monday I, I was able to pitch, uh, for Shark Tank. Um, nice. and, uh, it was really cool cause, um, it was obviously it wasn't Shark Tank themselves. It was the producers and, uh, it was just, I pitched the video game that I have in the works um, and it was pretty cool, and it was more for me than anything. Uh, I talked myself into it. It was a free opportunity, you know, and why not take it? Um, so yeah, that's pretty good. I didn't pitch to Shark Tank this week, so I'm um, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I did. I do anything cool? Uh, I went to Austin. Um, I feel like I'm saying this every week, but went to Austin and finally did the Earth Day show that we were doing. Oh, cool! Uh, two weeks ago, or last time we were, did a podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was fun. I, uh, I got to, uh, pretty much, uh, be the right hand man to the person running the concert. So, uh, it was fun. It was a lot of running around, a lot of, uh, insanity. It was a eight hour, it was a, like a 10 hour day. Oh, wow. Sound and it was not awesome. And then we, uh, we went and watched Endgame at the, do- at the drive-in. So that, Seemed like a really smart move on my behalf. Like, Tell me sweet. how that went. Well, um, what happened was, is uh, give me five seconds here. Uh, what happened was, is I uh, went to the movie, and my wife took my son early because we were they were coming from San Antonio and I was coming from Austin, and so I drove, uh, met them there. I was already like uh, twenty minutes, thirty twenty minutes late because. Um, I had to pick us up food, so I went to Taco Bell, and then I remembered that I have a baby, so then I had to go pick him up something, so I went to McDonald's, oh, and then no. by the time I got there, I was 20 minutes late. Uh, oh, you didn't tell like, me that. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, that happened. Or 10 minutes late. I, I mean, literally, I met, I missed I, I missed the spot right before they did the... the uh, 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 uh. No. Don't, when, don't say it. There's no spoiler. Before they did the Avenger uh, thing that pops in, you know? Like gotcha. The, Gotcha. Yeah. I got this. I'm not trying to I was get like, hold to, up, hold up. I'm not trying to get us to go viral because people hate us. Uh, eh, it wouldn't you know. be the worst thing in the world, I guess. I know. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was It'll fun. still be viral. 
yeah, I guess people listen to us talk. But uh, so then I got there. Uh, I said hi to my wife. She was chilling, and my son. Uh, so the problem is, is my wife has a her car. The headlights don't turn off, <laughs> and so she couldn't keep the car on. So she had to turn off the car, which meant no AC. We live in Texas, so that's not the smartest move ever. And um, we, uh, so she had to get out of the car. So I brought some chairs. We sat in the chairs. My son was not having that. He wasn't attached to any chairs, so he just wanted to run around. So I ran around with him because my wife was with him all day. Walk around to the front of the screen, chilling, having fun, uh, barely paying attention to the movie. And then my son turns around and proceeds to run as fast as he humanly can uh, down like a half mile through all the cars going all the way down back to where the concession stand is. And there at the concession stand is probably one of the coolest kids play areas I've ever seen. They had like a slide that was rollers. And so that dude knew exactly what he wanted. And then I was stuck there for the next hour. So I didn't watch the movie, uh, the beginning of the movie. I only got to see the last hour of the movie. So yeah, that was fun. So, and, uh, for me, you know, I I feel for you, man. I don't have kids, you know. Um, uh, I wouldn't know what it's like. But if it was me, I'd probably have to get a sitter. <laughs> well, so, so the, the problem with I that... Because I am a low-key cinephile. Well, here's the thing about that, is I'm with you. Um, but my sitter wasn't available until this week. Uh, of course. And I didn't want to deal with spoilers. So the cool part about it is, is that we're probably gonna go watch it again as a remix without the sun, without the sun, and a little date action. So that should be cool. Okay. Uh, when we have a babysitter, and I'll be exhausted because I'm doing a catering gig this week. So right after that, we'll go do that. And so that should be fun. But yeah, I'll be able to see it and enjoy myself. So, you know, not not a bad. And I watched the end, so I didn't have to worry about people trying to tell me the end. So I just honestly had no idea what was going on throughout the movie. Well, I do have to say for our listeners, um, the three people, I mean, ten people that are listening. Yeah, we have ten ten now. We've moved up. Yes, um, which is awesome. Um, Improvement anywhere is improvement. Um, Yeah. I will have to say, if you don't see it, um, you can't be my friend. And if uh, you've missed any of the Marvel movies, we'll have to have a talk. Sadly, I mean, as I'm saying that, my roommate has yet to see any of the Iron Man movies I mean, or the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. That's 22 movies, dude. I don't. I mean, uh, yeah, nope, I've nope, watched no, them. Nope, no excuse. What happens if you're an older person? Sorry, my, my roommate movies. doesn't realize that I'm recording right now and this is going on a podcast. And therefore, oh. I don't need a peanut gallery. Oh, it's fine. I'll just cut him out. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, speaking of movies, a uh, very highly anticipated trailer came out today or yesterday. Oh my gosh, I know where this is going. And it was uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. What were your? Uh, I knew. I know you love some Sonic the Hedgehog. How did you feel about that? All right, look. <laughs> when they make, when they take a cartoon, they take a game, and they live action, like they make it into a live action movie. They can do one of two things. They can ruin your childhood altogether by making a monster, or they can do a half decent job. And make it realistic with with real people in it. 
Um, what they did not do was the latter. Uh, but, you know, again, I haven't seen the movie, but from what I can see, Sonic does not look like Sonic. It looks so weird. <laughs> That's that's my take. I, I don't know. Um, that's all I got to say about it. It just looks weird. Yeah, I mean, the one thing about movies like that is that you, you know, the idea is that you need to have as many scenes that the CGI character is not in so you can afford the movie. <laughs> and yep. so, it. I mean, the whole Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik was pretty cool. I and like that, actually. It literally looks like it looks like it should just be called... Dr. Robotnik. It doesn't even look like it should be called like, and then Dr. Robotnik featuring Sonic. Cause it looks like now is it Robotnik it's or is it Eggman? Oh, sorry. Isn't that the same person? Good question. Because there was an original, um, um, professor that was before Eggman and then there was Eggman. So, um, I'd have to do some research myself. Um, yeah, I always thought they were the same person here. Let me look it up right now. Right. And uh, ask me another question. So, I, I don't know. When I uh, think about it, it was just interesting. Uh, no, not looking forward to it. Uh, but I, uh, I I always down to watch Jim Carrey be a goofball. So, um, he's an interesting person. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that's good. Um, I don't know. Hey, Boston, how are you doing? Yeah? Did you have a good day? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no. You're right. Yeah, Doctor Eggman Robotnik. Yeah, Eggman's the surname or the the nickname. Yeah, I know my Sonic. My goodness. My Sonicness. I'm so sorry. Don't step with me. I've been playing it longer than you've been alive, dog. Probably, but Sonic still doesn't look good, so... <laughs> no, no, I'm with you by 100%. But as an anime person, you're just kind of used to, like, live-action things not going very well. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think that's a very... I mean, at least every once in a while, Japanese anime will pull off a good live-action. But uh, that's not always possible, either. And then uh, the, the and then Hollywood messes up even worse. Like, if I think of uh, Dragon Ball Z, oh my good night... Oh man, I, my thing is things need to. Some things need to stay the way they are. Like, like so for comics, uh, and a live action adaptation. So like the MCU, are beautiful most of the time, and Disney's really taking care of it. I mean Marvel, Marvel, uh, there's no competition. Literally, there is no competition. DC's trying really hard, but uh, they're just getting shut down every time. I mean, if if DC stuck to um, I guess doing their own formula, doing their own backstories, and not compiling everything into one movie like Justice League, I feel well, like that, it would be more captivating. That's their plan. Actually, they shut down the uh, DCU uh, idea, and now uh, they're just going to do one movies at a time. Which sounds like a good plan, and which sounds yeah. like what they need to do, what they well, needed to do from the beginning. That's yeah. They were just trying their hardest to do something that. You know, you can't copy it. I mean, but everybody's copying it now. Like, that whole universe thing, like Fast and Furious, and yeah. everybody's trying to together that universe. And uh, I know Boston. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, uh, uh, Trey, uh, is there... Let's see. Let me think here. We'll do that later. 
Um, so, uh, Trey, uh, so you're doing the Kentucky Derby stuff this weekend, right? Yeah, man. Um, we're going to be, I guess, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. Um, locally, it's it's a huge deal. I mean, it's the biggest horse race in the world. Um and I could be wrong by saying that, but I mean, in America, it's the biggest horse race. Um, so for Thursday, it's called Thurby to locals who want to go and bet on horses. Uh, and then for, you know, Friday is Oaks, the day before Derby. And then obviously Saturday is Derby. Um, and it's one of the biggest, um, I guess, promoted and celebrated events in Kentucky. Um, and they, you know, they do a whole two week, uh, thing, uh, beforehand where they have a whole bunch of events. Um, uh, the two weeks before, um, Derby, uh, we have a thunder over Louisville event. And for those who do not know what that is, um, it's, I guess one of the biggest fireworks show, biggest fireworks shows in America. Um, and throughout the day there's, there's airplanes, um, that are, um, flying all day and they're like extremely low and extremely loud and uh, hence the thunder uh, and then at night I believe around nine o'clock 9 30 is when they set off fireworks for a whole half an hour and it's amazing but um, from that um, leading up to Derby uh, is a whole bunch of other events but tomorrow we're going to be trying to park cars and grill out and do all kinds of stuff um and uh, Friday we'll be doing more of the same, and Saturday more of the same, um, and we'll see how we do. Because sadly, it's going to rain Saturday, which literally, without fail, on the Derby or Derby weekend, it rains one point um, throughout the weekend, and it is very frustrating to us locals. So I've only lived in this house uh, with the brothers for four years now, so this will be our fourth Derby. Um, I've known about the Derby ever since I was born. Um, but I've actually never been to the Kentucky Derby like Saturday. Um, I've been to the downs. I've, I've bet on horses for fun. Um, but it's funny because a lot of locals don't go just because, uh, it's a lot of, a lot of people go and it's pandemonium and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but it's actually quite common for people in Louisville, um, who have never been to the so if, if you were coming in for Derby weekend, you should park um, with us, and uh, we'll receive your money <laughs> and use it towards rent. <laughs> so y'all live really that close to the to the track? We are three blocks away, Max. Oh, so when you say park, I thought you were going to like a park. No, you're using your house's parking lot? Oh, yeah. We have a lot of land for, for downtown. I mean, it, we have a huge backyard. Matter of fact. Probably the biggest backyard in our, our neighborhood. We lucked out on that. So will y'all be like like making like uh, will y'all be having like barbecue plates or something that people can eat as when you say grilling out? So uh, I mean we'll be doing burgers. We'll be doing hot dogs, brats. Um, we'll be selling the food and we we sell out of our food every year. Um, and we make um, let's so say we we spend X amount on food. Um, we will always make that and then and then we'll make profit. Um, so we always end up actually going and getting more food, getting more propane for the grill, uh, because we always uh, use what we have, um, which is awesome because, um, you know, we really want to make money in order to, you know, pay for special contribution, in order to pay for rent and other necessities. Um, 
and we always end up making a, a decent amount. Um, but it's a fun time, man. I mean, it's I, I set up my DJing equipment and DJ all day long um, and then just pack it up, and then the next day I do the same thing. Um, it's just fun. Wow. So if somebody were like, hey, I'm going to take you to the Derby, would you go, or would you be like, no, I'm not going to do that? Uh, say that last part again. Would you go to the Derby if somebody paid for you? Oh, sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're visiting, I would definitely say go to the Derby, um, either for, for Thurby or Oaks. Um, and if you don't want to go through the chaos of Derby, um, I, I would say, you know, if you're, if you're a, uh, a claustrophobic person, the Derby is not for you um, because there is tons of people all over, all from all over that come down just for this one event for the weekend. Um, but there are plenty of like parties and stuff like that to go to there's um but but the derby is a huge crazy experience because you know it's it's a race that lasts i think i think it's two minutes max if that and that's the entire event is one horse race um that's that's pretty insane it's insane um because you know it's there and gone um but people bet on their horses and um, there's been all kinds of crazy outcomes. Um, you know, not a huge horse racing fan, like, oh my gosh, that, you know, I don't watch horse racing in my spare time, but it's, it's a really cool thing to watch, um, because they're trained their entire lives for, you know, 120 seconds of fame. Yeah, um, it's, it's like those Fortnite kids we were talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, uh, no, the Fortnite kids actually get more time though. A whole lot more time. Yeah. The yeah. horses, and and well, the plus side is, you know, if the horses do badly, you know, for a gamer do doing badly, you can. There's next game. If a horse does badly or breaks a leg, well, yeah. there's a well, uh, not I mean, so we happy. Might, we ending. might have any kids listening, so let's not. So they go to a happy horse place. They go to a happy horse place. Yeah. Um. Now for the. Uh, for the chance that one or two people are listening to this episode and for some reason are going to Derby, uh, email us at flowsforyoupod at gmail, and uh, we'll tell you what block uh, he lives on. I won't tell you his apartment. I'm trying to get you to stock tray, but, uh, you know, you figure it out. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, parking's yep. open, parking's available, come down, uh, buy our food. We cook We cook out all day. Yeah, uh, and you can I'm finally meet music. Trey in real life. I know you've been looking forward to that. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Our whole two podcasts that we've got on featuring yours truly. Uh, three. This is your third one. Correct. That's right. Because I was uh, towards the end of the I, the uh, other one, right? I don't know if we ever actually did this, but hey, guys, this is our new co-host, Trey. Say hi, Trey. What's up, guys? I don't Happy think we actually here. said that. I think I alluded to it, but I don't think I ever actually introduced you. I think the illusion was, or or the uh, whatever, um, that you said, "Oh, this is our new co-host." <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess I I've decided that he is our new co-host. Oh and, man, uh, we're sticking with him mainly because we can't afford anybody else. Um, and I like him, so you know. And it, it's like a base, you know, guys, if y'all really don't want Trey, just make sure you send us an email or a nice $20 donation and we'll get rid of that dude. So if but, you uh, send me money, I'll make my own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That just your podcast is a recap of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Jason should have said, but this is what he said instead. <laughs> 
hey, this is the part of the show where we talk about old school hip hop or old school Christian hip hop, whatever you want to call it. And uh, this week, I actually asked Trey as a homework assignment to listen to this record, which is the fun part because Trey has never heard this album before. And the album we're going to be talking about is Ellie Symphony's uh, first album, which was uh, composition number one. And uh, it's one of my favorite albums, uh, mainly, I don't know, it was just something that really got me at the time of my life. I remember um, I heard it for the first time two times. The uh, first time I heard it on spearhiphop.com. I, was, uh, I had already heard about the group, but I had never seen the actual album. Um, and so when I first saw that whole album, that's when I listened to it on Spear Hip Hop. Now, I first heard the first record, which was uh, San Diego... Um, I remember hearing that on a gas collection, which was at the time was a CD that had a bunch of like alternative and hip hop, uh, songs that were connected to a magazine. And, um, it was pretty cool. Uh, and I remember hearing the San Diego song and I was like, whatever this is, I want this in my life. And, uh, uh, then I knew about the LA symphony. I knew about the LA symphony also because of Flynn Adam Atkins, his album louder. I enjoyed immensely. And uh, that one uh, uh, was really fun to me. But uh, so I had already knew what was going to happen with Ellie Symphony. I didn't know all the guys in the group, but I did know a Pigeon John. I did know a B twice uh, for Brainwash Projects. Again, one of my favorite groups. Um, and I knew a Flynn Adams. And so then I knew that they were coming out with the group. And so I was like, sweet, I'm going to listen to that. And I remember uh, the next time I actually got to listen to the CD was I went to this thing called Blockbuster. Uh, music. Do you know what a blockbuster music is, Trey? Um, actually, I don't. Help me out. So, blockbuster music was uh, blockbuster. You know what blockbuster is, right? Oh, I'm very well. I'm I'm very much aware of what blockbuster is. Is it because you watched I'm Captain not that Marvel? Young. No, <laughs> I rented <laughs> movies from Blockbuster. Right, I awesome. know what Blockbuster. Awesome. Matter of fact, I I rented Nintendo sixty four games from Blockbuster. I remember that too. That was fun. Um, well, anyways, so there I am uh, at Blockbuster Music. So the cool thing about Blockbuster Music is that, and this will sound crazy to anybody that doesn't know what it is. It they would have a they had a big circle in the middle of the store where it was just a bunch of CD players, and so you could open any CD you wanted and listen to it. And so I remember when I first looked, I found Ellie Symphony and I was able to listen to the CD just sitting there. And I was there for like, I don't know, three hours, just listening to the album over and over again. And uh, it was a very happy time in my life. Uh, you know, uh, and so, uh, oh, actually, it wasn't a happy time. Was it a happy time? I don't remember if it was a happy time. It was not the best ever time. Uh, I lived, uh, this is before I really uh, got super focused on God. I had been a youth minister. And I left that for a really cute girl. And uh, uh, then I, at some point, lived with her. And that's when I remember listening to the L.A. Symphony album was when I lived with them on the Internet. I would look and find some spirit hip-hop. But at that time in my life, when this album came out, I definitely was not in a great spiritual place. This being something that really inspired and helped me get out of my situation. But it was... It was good. And so the first song I ever heard from this album was San Diego, as I said, uh, eating cream cheese and a bagel. Um, that is one awesome song. What about that song, Trey? It's it's funny that you say that, man, because, <clears throat> you know, opening the album, you know, I was, I was taking everything at face value and I really, you know, was just trying to listen to what they're saying and listen to the music. And 
it's funny that you say you love San Diego because that was actually the first song that I extremely like started bopping my head to because just the beat alone, you know, like the intro is just awesome. You're just like, I want to hear this song. You know like, we got it going I, I on. I love it. I love it. When you go to San Diego With your little crew in the black Winnebago Sipping on a soda with your cream cheese bagel This the type of music when you go to San Diego With your little crew in the black Winnebago Sipping on a soda with your cream cheese bagel This the type of music when you go to San Diego I've been around the block, I live my little life I once wrote a story in Nebraska about a lie The teacher said I like the way you ride, I said right That's right, I take three rides to make it left. DJ Super Deaf, niggas get left Musical notes with the treble clef, Dickie Mo Cooking up hits, I'll be the super chef When me and my man Soda was at the Project Glow We did a little ditty, but we took the whole show When we headed for the dough, people said don't go Original so recipes, sucker MCs They keep on testing me, steadily stepping closer to their destiny Rest in peace, unsuccessfully, lyrically cardiac arresting me I think, you know, when you introduced me to the group I was expecting, you know, Christian hip-hop And which, what, which what it was, and what it is um, It was just... Some words that I thought weren't actually in there are actually in there, and I, I actually hear uh, them say the N word in in the album a couple times. And I'm just like, oh, okay, like, <laughs> like, all right, that's where we're at. And uh, you know, and it's not like I'm shaming them, and because they do talk about how like one of the guys is like, I'm trying to clean up my my mouth and stuff like that. And I don't think it was in the same song that he was saying the N word, but. You know, I I had to strain my ears to, and re- run it back to make sure that he was saying it, because they would, you know, just how most rap goes. Like sometimes you hear it like a a slurred word or something sure. like that. And it, um, but yeah, it, it caught me off guard. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, that was actually Brainwash Projects, um, and that was B Twice and Pigeon John. And uh, again, I already knew about them because they had a they had a solo album or a group album that I enjoyed, uh, before the Sandy, before the, before this Ellie symphony record came out. And so I had already known about them, uh, but they're pretty awesome. But yeah. And that song reminds me a lot of just my time trying to get out of the spiritual rut I was in. And this always reminded me of like just two dudes having a great time, uh, thinking about their life, and just, I don't think there's really much spiritualism in it. It's just kind of like, we're just chill. I don't really understand the point of this song, actually. If I really consider it, I don't even know what it really means. Sure. Uh, but it just sounds like they're going from one place to another eating bagels. And so that's pretty much, <laughs> that's that's how that song goes. And I uh, I very much uh, love it. It's uh, one of my more favorite song that I enjoy on this record is Seabreeze, which is right after it. And that's by Flynn Adam Atkins. Uh, and I just love the sample on this one. Um, that sample just flows so smooth. And I remember it like, I'm living a good life, got lots of friends, 
I could well. listen to that one. And, and the thing about uh, Flynn in general is one of my favorite things about him as a solo artist is that he would do the same thing. Like once he found a sample he loved, he would uh, he would be able to put it together and make it sound cool. And uh, mo in most situations, he produced those tracks, and so that's pretty awesome. Um, and uh, but yeah, I really liked Sea Breeze. Uh, was there uh, what was the next song you liked on the record, uh, Trey? <laughs> I don't want to sound like a parrot, man, but <laughs> I love San Diego and San Diego, and then I I really like Sea Breeze. Like I'm not trying to no, sound fine. cliche, but this is hilarious that we're we're liking the same stuff. Um, yeah, no, I I you know I just wanted to listen to the song because I I love the ocean. And I wanted to see what they had as far as like um, if they had steel drums in it or if they had, you know, just that kind of like even that um, I can't forget what the genre of music is called, but it's like a 80s, but like retro and, you know, what I'm saying that type of feel to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the song, too. Yeah, no, that's that's a fun song. And, uh, uh, you know, I, and I mentioned this last week of the when I was talking about um logic but at the beginning album the the first song on the album the intro is very hilarious because it's like they're just like yeah we're terrible yeah. we hate hip-hop yeah. and it's kind of like we that suck. was kind of a thing yeah we suck holy symphony sucks and uh but that's kind of the thing at that time was just uh that whole self-deprivation i don't know i just thought it was awesome we suck so hard There's, I mean, it reminded me, this group reminded me of so many people that, like, I love, um, that I grew up with, um, and I didn't necessarily, per se, grow up with the Beastie Boys, but there are aspects of these guys that, oh, I was like, oh, yeah, totally Beastie Boys, like, I can totally hear that, and, you know, they're, they're high-pitched, you know, rapping, yeah, and, like, just goofiness, because the Beastie Boys are all about being goofy, and, um, and then there was also aspects to where I could see them... Um, and they're not, I wouldn't necessarily call them a hip hop group, but they do rap, um, as Lincoln Park. Like sure. they had some aspects, they had some aspects of Lincoln Park that they would, they would go like, um, I'm trying to think of the song, but there was one that would remind me of it. And, um, just how, like, why I like loved Lincoln Park so much. Cause they were so different. So like, you know, with this group, there's so many different rappers that bring so much to the table that it's a different group altogether. Cause honestly, I don't, I don't really know very many groups that have more than three rappers in a group <laughs> yeah there's a lot of dudes on this record and uh it's uh it's very funny but i again and I, they make jokes as the albums go up like it was like there's no way we could ever make money with this many dudes <laughs> <laughs> uh but it's 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 very cool i said uh after sea breeze you got night after night remix which is actually from finna flynna mackins uh it's actually the remix of his song from his album uh, from his solo record, and um, I the cool thing about that one is that it has easily one of my favorite uh, Christian rappers on here, and his name is Soup the Chemist. And um, yeah, 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 Soup the Chemist is a monster, and um, we'll definitely talk about one of his records here soon. But 
Soup the Chemist is one of my favorites. Soup the Chemist, you know, the brother with the ecclesiastical clear flow. Elbow out the window, slouch to the left, breast smelling just like clam chowder. As I'm screeching out the parking lot of beef bowl, freestyling to the instrumental off the flint LP. Louder, man, I do magic like powder in a room full of doubters. Leaving them twisted like metaphysics from the rhythmic encounter that took place. And the results are you becoming aggravated when you be hearing rappers like Mace. My existence on this earth is to firmly occupy a space that supplies relief for your hip hop addiction like pharmaceutical prescriptions. You know, on the real, bro, what did you expect to happen when Soup's molecules mix with Adam? Adam, 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 Adam. See, and the coolest part here is that Soup the Chemist actually was in the SFCs, which is Soldiers for Christ, and they released records in the early, in the late 80s. Um, and so that's pretty cool. Uh, he ends up uh, releasing a solo record in 2000, and I love that one. Hopefully we'll talk about it more. And he ends up writing a book later uh, in the just talking about Christian hip-hop. But, uh, yeah, that guy is amazing. And uh, I wish there were more albums of his. But uh, anytime he's on a feature, honestly, I might even do a, we might even do a cover of just all of his cool features. Because um, at the same time, he does this one of my favorite songs ever is this one on uh, syntax recording on uh, sackcloth fashion. Uh, he does this awesome song, uh, or at least a verse on it, that is just insane. But anyways, I love Soup of the Chemist. Thought he was awesome on this record. Um, <laughs> I don't want to skip, but like Little Shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Little Shirts is great. Uh, and uh, uh, Cookbook and Uma Moss, they've actually released a few albums th- together. And but they're a really fun group together. Uh, they're very fun, and that song is very uh, Pigeon John inspired, I would assume. Uh, and uh, but yeah, that one's pretty great. Uh, I think I think it's funny because it's it's real, but it's honest and real. But at the same time, they're trying to be righteous. Like you know, they're trying to sure. Like I see all these women around me. You're like very attractive. As long as you love God and as long as you, you know, we're putting him first, like, there shouldn't be a problem, you know. Um, and, you know, today's society, that can mean many different things. But, you know, at least from the message standpoint, like, they're like, yeah, I'm attracted to you. Hopefully you're attracted to me. If you are, that's great. But, you know, I want to put God first in every situation. Yeah, and um, so... That's what I got out of, the, out of the song, at least. No, no, and that's what you'll find a lot with their songs uh, and uh, or... Because that's what they talk about. And so for me, this was a very encouraging thing growing up because I was I didn't I, I didn't sleep with a girl until I was 21. Um, and then I was a celibate until then. And then after that, um, I had to change up my game. And then from 21 I, from 21 till 33, I didn't kiss a girl uh, or anything else until I got married. And so uh, I've lived that life where it's like, I want to be righteous. I want to make sure I'm doing this and I have to watch my eyes, watch my heart. And yep. and uh, I always Every appreciated day. these guys for that. And Pigeon John does this a lot too, where they talk just, they just talk. It's kind of like the struggle is real all the time. <laughs> like yep. we like girls, but we don't want to be with them like that, but we want to be with yep. them. And again, I don't know their lives at that time, but I always, uh, that's what I always saw. I always saw, man, they, they're, they're like honest with it. They're not like pretending like, oh, I'm righteous. I never look at a girl in, 
in uh, in a bad way. They're just kind of like, yeah, we do, but we're really trying to be right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I always found that encouraging, especially as a younger guy. Um, I was 20, 21 when I listened to this record for the first time. And so this was a really crazy transition in my life um, because I had been a youth pastor and all these things. And then I went and just decided to fall off the wagon, you say, because for me, my closest relationship was like for me, my religion was my purity. And when I lost my purity, then I lost my religion and I didn't really understand God. Yeah. And at this point I was really struggling with it. And the, honestly, the only, only thing I had to remind me of it was all my love for Christian hip hop. And, uh, it's what kind of kept me from going totally crazy. But, uh, at this point in my life, I definitely was not living on the righteous end. I had a girlfriend. We just, uh, uh, we almost had a baby and the baby, uh, we shouldn't have had a miscarriage and all that stuff was just crazy in my life. But uh, I remember listening to this record over and over again, and um, I don't know. It was it was an encouragement, but in a hard time. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, it's hard, man. It's it's hard. Um, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but when when did you become a disciple? I became a Christian. When, well, so that's the funny part, right? Like I I always went to church my whole life. And I was a I was a Christian for a long. I said I was a youth minister. I did all those things, um, but at this time, about twenty, um, was when I kind of got off the road. And I was kind of thinking of just giving up on God, in general. And at twenty one is when I finally decided to get myself back together. And when I got baptized and when I um, started being a disciple was uh, twenty one. And so there was a year where things just were crazy. And this is that year. <laughs> and um, gotcha. But it was a uh, pretty awesome, uh, and so my life after this year, my life drastically changed, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's awesome, the reason man. why I like doing this. I like telling the story of my life via the songs I listened to at the time. <laughs> it's awesome, man. Um, I think I think it's funny because like I I listen to these guys and I'm like. I'm expecting you to come out at any moment, like <laughs> you to start rapping at any moment, because this is totally right up your alley. Like this is your your this is your style. Yeah. Like it, it it's hilarious. I'm much like so. Where's Scout at? Like where's Jason? Like where's? <laughs> I am not on this. Uh, you know, uh, I wish I was, but I was still trying to figure out my life at this point. Um, favorite songs, which is. Uh, Soldier on, which is a Sherlock Holmes song. Childhood memories got me scarred for life like seal, but still I remain fly like sea gills, high pitched like be real with the screams I received from my mom. Come for the found them within my father's arms, being so I seen them one time at the age of eight. And my heart grew hate within the soul, burning eternal when hell's gates. Coming home from school to the aroma of free base, running before leaving down to sleep when I see my mom's face, hungry for a place to belong. I turn to husband's and love. The, the beat is awesome, but he's just like telling the story of his life. And I love that. I love this. Uh, that's one of my more favorite songs. It's not my favorite song on the record, but especially for an end uh, song of the record, like one of the later songs, like it's always one of those ones where it's like, oh, I like this song. Uh, and, uh, and I really enjoyed how that one is just him piecing little pieces of his life. Again, as I was telling you, like he's uh, he's taking his life and letting it be the story. And uh, I love that. And this song is a good example of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I definitely like 
any of the songs where it talks about the background. Um, I'm trying to think if this is the same one where he's talking about like um, his mother's involvement with yes. his life. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So just with um, how she wasn't there and how uh, I, I'm not sure. Is it two people talking about their stories? Is it just one person? It's just him. Okay. So then he was talking about how you know she was never there. And then he ended up being raised by his aunt, grandmother, grandmother, grandmother. So yeah, um, I, you know, and I I can't relate. But if if your mom slash father slash your guardian's not in your life, you know, your next best option is is their parents. That um, you know, there's obviously a disconnect in between the two generations, but um. You know, having having blood family to raise you is, it's got to be the next thing. You know, because we my parents adopted um, my three sisters, and they span across a couple different years, and they're they're different um, ages. But um, it, it's crazy to think about, like, you know, because they were pulled into the system, like the foster system, and they didn't have a choice because their their parents while being involved in their lives were not doing what they needed to be doing as parents. You know, they needed to be providing for their kids. And if they couldn't provide, they needed to seek help. And if they didn't seek help, then, you know, what can they possibly do? You know? So then, you know, the system takes over that point, but you know, the next best thing is, is blood family. Um, and so it's really cool to just see that, um, he was able to be taken care of by his grandparents or his grandmother because, uh, um, family is very important. Yeah. No, that's good. Thank you for sharing that. Wait, that's sort of weird, like we're at church or something. I like about Bible talk. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I appreciate it, bro. Thanks for being uh, open. Thank you for being. <laughs> um, thank you for being vulnerable. Yeah. So, um, but it's funny because it's like, uh, but then then we get to one of the goofiest songs. Okay, back up. You're too close. Nah, nah, nah. See, you ain't ready. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. Okay, back up. Give me some room. You're too close. What? You know pigeons are resembled to show. What? Just needed to rob to make it all shine. Uh, which is look at me dancing. Which yes, I was gonna I was gonna say that next. <laughs> what do you like about that song? Uh. I, I'm pretty sure I'd have to re-listen to the song, but it, it's just goofy all the way around. Yeah, um, and that's definitely pigeons on because he was a uh, like his his shtick was that he was a Christian nerd that oh, loved okay. rap music, and so and then he yeah, was he awkward with like girls, that. and that was his thing. And so um, it's got the like the kind of the eight, eight bit beat almost like yep. in the very beginning of the dana na dana na dana, and it's uh it's really low, and then. They just bust out with just they just go they go in and then the but then you've got one of the guys coming in sounding like um uh shaggy almost. Look at me, look at look at that's Pigeon look at John. Me dancing. Yeah. yeah. Wait, that's Pigeon John too? Yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. wow. That, that's amazing. Look at me dancing, <laughs> look at me romancing. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's Pigeon John. It's so goofy, man. And so that's what he does, like uh He's just very, uh, he is not lyrical. He's just a funny dude. Uh, but he can tell a good story. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's, 
I mean, is there anything else in this album that entertains you? Any other thoughts you have? Uh, all all the songs were definitely entertaining, and I I definitely pulled a piece out of e- each one of them. Um, as a as a whole album, it's a, it's a pretty good album. Um, would you listen I mean, to you it could, again? Yeah, totally. I would totally listen to it again if if you can pull four or five songs out of an album, and this is a decently sized album. Even yeah, though seventeen the songs. songs. All, yeah, yeah, it's a seventeen song. So album. if you were to if you were to rate um, LA Symphonies composition number one, what would you rate be? Um, one out of five. I'd give it a three and a half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I or mean, four. Uh, three and a half or four. You know, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, I wouldn't. I knew you were going to respond like that. Uh, <laughs> it's, but it's mainly because of the emotions of it. Like, do I feel oh, like it's sure. the most well written album ever? No, I think, but because it was like the one time in my life that I was struggling the most. And they yeah. were kind of like my friends going, it's okay. You're going to get through this, dude. And uh, you, it's fine if you mess up as a Christian. You don't need to be perfect. We're not perfect, but we're still writing these cool songs. So listen to us. And that's kind of how I felt. Like they were kind of my cheering core through some of the hardest times in my life. Um, and uh, I appreciate that. So again, when I'm going to rate it, I'm going to rate it because it emotionally is something that affected me as a For person. Sure. And so, uh, so I give it a uh, five eternal stars in my heart. Um, but <laughs> there you go, man. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, again, is it the best album ever? No, but uh, it is something that really was effective to me in my life, and so it was. Yeah. and I think I've only listened to it once. So I mean, it <laughs> when I originally listened to Lincoln Park, one of my all-time favorite bands, like I I had to force myself to listen to them because I just wasn't into that music yet. And of course, I mean, I was what is it coming out of middle school into high school didn't have a huge taste for like genre i would just listen to a lot of like different things it was really weird but again i'd, I'd have to listen to the album again to really give it a full rating and and uh for you it's definitely more emotional so like i mean any any band that grips me i'm gonna give them a way better um, any closing thoughts for today you have any questions oh um yeah i think and maybe this could be another podcast, but where do you think the where do you think the next generation will be as far as like growing up, like your son, like your son, um, with just all the all the changes that are happening, all the different ideas that are becoming law, and like sure, I mean that that goes into a lot of deep things, but I mean yeah, maybe just you know. I think it's interesting because. You know, the way I can think of it is the way I tell people about the Bible, right? As I say that, you know, the Bible, no matter how many times it's translated or put together, God's still going to get his message through to the people. So the Bible ended up going down to to gibberish. Uh, God's still going to be glorified. And I know it sounds weird, but um, I believe that he's going to do that. And so I think that it is our, and the, the old Testament talks about this, talks about that. It is our, our job to teach the word to our children. It's our job to show that. So I think that though this society is going to be different and my son's going to have lots of choices, um, for what he decides he's going to do with his life or how he's going to live his life. And, and in the long run, I'm going to support him and, 
believe in him no matter what, because I grew up without really a dad in my life. And so no matter what my son does, I'm going to support him and love him, uh, no matter if it's against what I believe or not. But I'm going to find my I'm going to fight my hardest to um, to show him my faith and show it how it's got me through what I've got through. And I hope that that moves him to live that life, too. Um, you know, have I made mistakes? Yes. Have I said things I shouldn't have? Probably. Uh, have I hurt people? Of course. Um, but uh, living for God um, is something I'll never be ashamed of. And um, if that, you know, if we get to a point where that's a bad thing, I still want my son to know that I'm never going to not live that way. And uh, I hope I, I hope that I can uh, shed that to him so he would do the same. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know, with uh, climate change and all these things happening. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a scary world. But um, all I can do is love my son and show him my care. And, uh, you know, try my hardest to be along, around long enough. You know, the, the other scary part, right, is that uh, I have my son at an older age. And so when he's 20 years old, I'll be 60 years old. Wow. And uh, so it gets scarier as he gets older, right? Like I got married at 33. So uh, I would be uh, 73 when that happens. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. That's insane to think about. Yeah. So it's uh, interesting uh, how that goes. Uh, or no, I'd cool. be 71 uh, when he's 33. But I. Uh, I, uh, I in general just think about that and it's, but all I can do now is just give him the best memories now and show him my faith. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I just, I mean, regardless, regardless of what happens in the next 20 years, the the Bible's, the word isn't going to change. No. The word, God does not change. Um, I think what I mean by that is um, the the word is living and active, you know, sharper than any double-edged sword. It talks about that. Um, but, you know, God doesn't, God doesn't change. Like his, his verdict on how you should live your life is not going to change um, regardless of what goes on around you. Um, and you supporting your son, regardless of what choices he makes is the best you could possibly do for him as a dad. Um, and I think, you know, that, that goes to, to show how, um, how everyone, how all dads across yeah. the world should be, regardless of if you're in America or Indonesia or um, uh, Russia. Um, right. I mean, it's um, funny because selfishly, I there's a part of me that would love my son to have a kid at 20 so, so I could play <laughs> with him. But I definitely don't want that to happen in his life because I feel like that's a little too early to do that. Uh, but uh, sure. as, a, as a – I don't really want him to have like a – a newborn when I'm 70. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for I, sure. I had my son when I was 38. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that would be crazy if you waited until then. Uh, but at the same time, like, I would rather him do that. Because, as I said, the cool thing about me is because I made that decision at 21, like, I'm not going to go back to this lifestyle until I get married. And uh, it allowed me to do a lot of really cool stuff. I got to go on tour. I got to spend crazy amount of time on music when i shouldn't have to you know what i mean and, and and barely eat barely have enough money for rent but i was able to do it and pay for an album you know what i'm saying i was able to live those dreams that that if i had a child i i 
hopefully would be responsible enough not to. <laughs> and yeah. so um, uh, it was a very good decision on my half. Hence the reason why I'm never really that broken up if God doesn't, if I don't do anything else, because I got to do so much. But, I, you know, I'm never going to stop striving to be successful or to encourage people with my skills. So, but, uh, you know, I am comfortable on what I've got to do in my life. Um, but if it changes, if I could do more than amen, I'm cool with that. Amen, man. Um, I guess my last question, then we can, uh, we can move on. Um, what, I guess first part is what would you tell your favorite Christian rapper if you were able, like, um, somebody you've not met, I guess, um, it, what would you tell them when you met them? Um, like either word of advice or like, um, uh, constructive criticism or, Hey, you're awesome or anything like that. What would you tell them that? What would you tell them and why? Well, and the, the cool part is if I got to meet a lot of my favorite rappers and, uh, you know, I've acted like a moron. I remember the first time I met Pigeon John, I was a moron. It didn't make any sense. I said something like, changed my life. It wasn't for that one verse that you did. I would uh, not be in the place of Matt, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, and it was very, very weird, uh, and awkward. Uh, luckily I got to talk to him a few more times. So I got to change up the impression. I don't know if he knew that I was the same person, but in general, like, um, but then I've had other times where I've got to have those conversations. Um, let me think about this. Uh, yeah, it might take some thought. I was going to say that, too. Well, there's somebody that I never met before, and I'd love to have a conversation because I feel like he did something that um, was crazy at the time, which was KJ52. Um, <clears throat> KJ52, on a second album, I think, did a song um, pretty much talking, like trying to reach out to Eminem. And um, it, it was pretty much uh, Stan, but uh, it was his version of it. Uh, writing a letter out to Eminem saying, Hey, you need Jesus. And, uh, the thing that <laughs> happened was, is that, uh, another friend of mine, uh, Josh from sphere hip hop, he actually was the, I think the A&R for that, uh, record label at the time. And he actually is the one that got the music video placed on, uh, TRL. And, um, uh, and uh, that was an MP MTV TV show at the time. And but the thing is, is that the placement didn't go the way they expected it. Instead, they only played like 30 seconds of it and pretty much said that he was trying to diss Eminem. And oh, wow. And I just always I would always love to have a conversation with him on if he were. That would be amazing. If he regrets doing that. And he's I've seen interviews and he said that he does not regret that. And uh, that was that was interesting. But. Uh, the thing about him is he's interesting because he was in a group before he became KG52 and he was a real lyrical rapper. Um, and uh, then he kind of changed his skills, his set, and then he became KG52, the one that everybody knows, and that he he kind of, um, he kind of, he didn't dumb it down, but he just focused on what people liked and, um, you know, became very popular um, in what he does. And he still he still performs to this day. And, uh, but I think I'd have a conversation about how he felt about that change and how he felt about that time in his life. Um, and I've heard stories and stuff, but I'd love to have a conversation with him about that. Cool. 
So uh, next week awesome, when man. we have him on the podcast, I'm just playing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to talk to Eminem too, man. Because I mean, he's. I mean, that would be mind-blowing for me. I mean, not that, like, he wasn't a role model in my life or anything as far as an artist is concerned, but um, I think his lyricism is out out, uh, out the door, dude, like, ridiculous. I mean, I know he used to sit and read dictionaries for hours, like, just trying to get his vocabulary up and yep. material. Um, no, I agree. Um, Eminem's yeah. insane. But, uh, yep, I, uh, that was that's my answer to that question. Awesome. So, cool. um, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, let's see here. Um, I guess it's time where we do the wrap up. I guess sounds good to me. Uh, let's do it. Start that beat. That crazy bean footage. I'm gonna try to let's try to step away from the mic so much. Yep. Okay. My day is different, and so is this. We were talking about the Kentucky Derby ripping like that. Mm. Looking for the people we could react all them facts. As I talk about the Sonic Hedgehog with the back. Or some in-game rearrange everything to go. Even though I didn't get to watch it cause my son had to go play on the playground. Looking like a vein now. Knew that I was gonna, but I was looking away now. It's okay. Leave I didn't have to hear no spoilers And I heard the rest of it Like I was an oiler Chilling with a friend that I had In the end I was exhaling Breathing and I'm thinking again We talked about LA Symphony and the crew With their Pigeon John And be twice all them crazy dudes Like Flynn, Adam Atkins And the Sherlock poems I was looking at some trendy MC Like Olam And now I get it back with the J Beats Pro and even with some koi tracks like I never know I was lippin' on the glow like it was all the same Uno Moss and Cookbook always rapping in my brain and I remember listening to San Diego chillin' with some cream cheese on my bagel and now the little shirts cause the shirts were small they talk about their faith as they runnin' down the stall I, I love that record it's so cool I got to share it, B, with Trey who listened to it for the first time, C. Then we talked about all the different things we have, like, would I be a good dad running on the stad? Yeah, I try. My hardest. It's hard to ever be. Sometimes we're overwhelmed with all these crazy things that could make us sad and make it all go. With our society, it's a little different with some little tiny shows. Oh, I was thinking about about it, how the trolls work, B. All the times I was made fun as a kid, I never see. I'm afraid for my son, but I know my faith can change it. And now I got to live it, cause I'm running all the way in. And the end of this, I was talking about the time, talking about the beats, and talking about the rhymes. I find to find the rhymes, wondering why. What am I gonna do if I could ever try? And if I could talk to somebody, it's probably KJ a 5 2, cause that was crazy every day, hey. But now I got to rap it, cause I'm over this way. And that's our freestyle flow for this one day. There you go. That was a 
That was different. I had to go slower. But uh, that was awesome, man. Yeah, that's that was really good, though. I mean, that was like uh, really clear and concise. That was really good. Yeah, eh, you know, I can do that sometimes. Um, uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a diss. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, hey guys, please uh, listen. Please, please, please rate this podcast. We're up to ten people, so we appreciate yes, all ten of y'all 10 people, whole people listening to our podcast. We probably shouldn't say things like that because what happens if a million people start listening to this thing Dude, and then we're like, "Come on!" But anyways, we appreciate y'all that you're spending time listening to us talk about randomness. And if you have any thoughts or maybe ideas to make this even better, or if you want to be on one too, man, and. Uh, we would please put a five star rating on there. Um, it helps with people trying to find the thing. I would love to have 11 people listen to the show, that would be awesome. And um, really appreciate y'all again. Uh, if you want to listen to some of my music, go to scoutda.tk. You can download uh, my records, find the Concept 7 stuff, uh, whatever you want to do there. Um, and uh, that would be cool. But uh, again, working on some new stuff, so hopefully. Uh, I'll have some newer jams. Um, I'm working with my band in Austin, and hopefully we have some new stuff. And I have a single that I really promised that I'm going to release soon, so uh, we'll let you know as that happens. But, uh, um, yeah, Trey, any thoughts? Anything else you want to tell the people? Yeah, no, um, definitely follow this podcast. If you're not following it already, it's Flows For You, and it is found anywhere you can find a podcast. Um, I currently uh, love to use Apple Podcasts. Um, if you have the Anchor app, um, if you don't, it's a great way to uh, view podcasts. Um, it's actually what we're using currently to uh, make this podcast. Yeah. Um, Keep going. You're good, man. Uh, we also have a new Twitter, um, Flows For You, uh, pod. pod. Yes. And uh, please check us out. Look us up. Um, we're going to be posting very, very soon. We'll have some links to our podcast there if you can't find us. Um, but you should be able to. Um, but, yeah. Uh, also, check me out at... Um, I have an Instagram. It's uh, Trey Stoneburner. And I believe it's Beatbox Boy. No, it's TDP Beats. Um, TDP Beats. Um, I also have a streamer page. I am a streamer on Facebook. And as much as a, uh, a kooky thing to say, not not Twitch, but yes, Facebook. Um, feel free to look me up. It's Da Punisher 2012. D A Punisher 2012. Uh, but that's pretty much it for me, Jason. Yeah, and well. Um if you are uh, watching a stream, you'll notice that uh, I've been on there a lot. And so since we hang out, we uh, try to make For time sure. to do that. And so if you want to see somebody be terrible at games, but maybe do an okay rap, that's what I do uh, for Trey. I help him out uh, by not winning games, but I help him with other things. Hey, um, I'm I'm just trying to get tears, man. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to get tears. It's we have seven days left. I know seven days. I know, and and I have more important things to do in my life than do this. But hey, man, <laughs> I, I don't I don't mind. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening to the podcast, and we really appreciate it. Uh, again, make sure you uh, if you have any if you have any questions like uh, what Trey asked today, um, please send us an email at flows for you pod at gmail.com and or you can go to the anchor app and ask a question and we can actually use your voice um uh, again if there's a podcast that it's that if you use a podcast uh, system and it's not in yours 
please email us and I will make it happen on your thing as soon as possible. Um, again, we want this to get out to as many people as possible. Um, we love the idea that uh, faith can be shared with everybody in a fun way. And I uh, hope that you're encouraged. And thank you so much for you spending this time to listen to us talk about randomness. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, uh, have a good day, guys. And uh, this will probably be extremely edited, but amen. Thank you. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, no, no, we don't love them. We tolerate them. Tolerate you guys. Bye. Love you guys. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> Hold on.